0: welcome to the worthiness codes podcast i'm your host and guide jacqueline francis the worthiness codes podcast is a journey of conscious conversations and powerful light code transmissions helping you heal activate and reclaim your inner power divine worthiness and limitless potential I am here to help expand your consciousness so you can awaken the codes you hold within to step into the divine feminine queen you are destined to be. I hold the highest intention within every episode to give you the keys to support you on your path, tap into your light, and guide you into the embodiment of your highest self. You are not alone, sister. This is divine girl power. Hello, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of The Worthiness Codes. I'm your host, Jacqueline Francis, and if you're new here, it's lovely to meet you. The Worthiness Codes is conscious conversations and guided meditations and light co-transmissions helping you reclaim your inner power and divine worthiness. And boy, do I have an episode for you today. This one is for my single ladies where you at? I hope you're tuning in because I'm about to dive into this new chapter of my life. All about conscious dating. If you tuned in to the first episode that I recorded and launched It was all about leaving my relationship, having a season of self, and the space I was in while recording that episode was very much an inward space. I was giving everything I had to myself. I was going through a massive rebirth, doing tons of healing work, and really in hermit mode. And now it's been... I want to say almost seven months since leaving my relationship and I finally feel ready to reemerge into the world, into dating. But before I really dive in, I want to make it very clear that I am still very much in a season of self. And the reason why I'm saying that, because this last date I had, which was the first one I've been on, it pulled me (laughs) right into a huge shadow work session that I had with myself. And I'll get into all of it. But that was the catalyst as to why I'm even sitting here today recording this episode. But like I said, I'm still very much in a season of self because I know the healing work is not done. And As you know, healing work is never done, right? Because we have infinite souls. There are infinite amount of layers to our being that we can continue to pull back to get to learn more about who we are on our most authentic level. But the healing work that's taking place, I intuitively know, especially the healing work that's happening right now, is directly tied to the divine union that will align in divine timing but I am ready to really step into my truest essence because what I found on this last date that I was on and bear with me during this episode because I'm recording this I think two or three days after that date and like I said I think it was a a day or two after the day I was pulled into a really deep shadow work session so I'm still integrating and I think me recording this episode is actually part of my integration process so bear with me as my thoughts might be a little bit all over the place because I, I don't have anything outlined I'm fully just wanting to channel to to see what comes through but Being on that date and being in the essence of stepping into this new version of self, what it showed me was that the dating process, when you are coming out of a rebirth, when you no longer recognize this old version of self, when you feel like you have truly been reborn and you are embodying this whole new energy, dating is really eye opening. And not only is it super eye opening in terms of figuring out, you know, what you want, what you don't want, discovering that you're still repeating old patterns that do not serve you, but it's really important because it helps you with that embodiment of this new version of self. <clears throat> and what I mean by that is when you show up, right? When you go on a date and you show up, the goal is so you can be fully present in your authenticity when you understand that and when you have reached that version of self that's able to sit there and be fully present in the now be fully authentic to who you are no longer trying to fit into this mold to make the person sitting across the table find you more attractive that is so powerful and going on more and more dates, I feel like will allow me will allow you to really understand where you're at with this new embodiment of self, right? So just taking a step back <laughs> to kind of start from the beginning to paint the picture for you, I recently went on my a first date, and it wasn't even a first date i've known this person for years, and when I tell you this was an intuitive hit to reach out to him. It was just that. It came out of nowhere. I haven't talked to him in a handful of years. We didn't even follow one another on social media anymore. So I was like, what? Like, Why? But okay. So anyway, we reconnected and this was a person that I... It was it's hard to even explain because it was never anything serious. It was always casual. It was always just like, we've always missed one another. Um, But there was always something about him that no matter what, no matter the way he treated me or the things that I didn't like about him, I was always so drawn to his energy, to this person. And I had no idea why. And I was in my mid 20s when when we first kind of were connecting and so I went on the date and I said okay Jacqueline like zero expectations I have no idea if he is a completely different person I'm a completely different person like I'm just going to go in with no expectations like I said and see if see what it is right if I if it's something that I have to close the chapter on if it's something where I can learn a lesson." or if it's this wild romance and it was definitely meant to be and there was just, it came down to, it was never the perfect timing, LOL. (laughs) So I went on the date and we reconnected, we had a good night and then I came home and I was just like, I felt just icky in my body and i didn't know why like we just grabbed dinner it was nothing crazy and i didn't really know why and then it was the next day and i had this really deep agitation in my body and for me i'm a really really big feeler whenever i do anything when i whenever i'm channeling my energy work for clients when i'm sitting with myself when i'm in the akashic records like whatever it is i feel everything in my body and what I've learned over the last couple of months going really deep into my healing work is agitation is tied to needing to move through shadow work, needing to move through um, ancestral healing or those deep patterns that we need to release. So I walked around with this agitation all day and I finally got the Ping that it was time to sit with myself later that evening and to move through what needed to be moved through. And this was hard. It was really hard because I didn't consciously understand what was going on and why this was here. I knew it was tied to him. And so I sat with myself and it was so interesting. Everything made so much sense. If you believe in twin flames, if you believe in karmic relationships, soulmates, Whatever. At the end of the day, to just simplify it, because I think with this, you know, with new age spirituality, we tend to put a label on to everything to validate what it is that we're working through. When at the end of the day, we don't necessarily need a label. We don't have to understand these things on a conscious level because it's only that's only feeding our ego. But for this, the sake of this conversation, it was karmic right? The relationship, quote unquote, whatever you want to call it, was was karmic. And what I mean by that is you come into this lifetime with certain soul contracts between people. Think of yourself before you're in this human meat suit, being up in the ether as a light being and sitting in a classroom with your teachers, those ascendant masters, and then your soul tribe. And your soul tribe volunteers to help teach you the lessons you're meant to work through a lot of contracts that are filled are these romantic partnerships and that's kind of where the soulmate the twin flame the karmic those titles come from but to just simplify it it was a contract that was meant to help push again i can only speak for myself push me along further on my healing journey push me further along onto my ascension journey and if you're sitting here and you don't, this is like a little confusing for you it's t- totally fine don't don't like get stressed out and start googling what karmic and twin flame and all those things are like i said everyone is going to have their own explanation Just understand that everyone is here to be a mirror. Everyone is here to teach you a lesson. Everyone that you have these deeper interactions with, it's more or less a soul contract that was figured out before coming into this lifetime. So when I sat with it, in my shadow work session it was like this agitation was building and I was just sobbing when I do shadow work I go really deep within my feelings and I allow myself to channel whatever it is that needs to be worked through as I'm speaking out loud and I was just being brought through the whole entire dynamic the situation and what it showed me was that this old version of self Jacqueline in her 20s is no longer Jacqueline currently. And those aspects of self were triggered by meeting him in this new energy. Um, so those those old aspects of self were brought to surface and they needed to be released. And it wasn't just being released, it was an, it was an ego death. And ego deaths are essentially a part of your ego that is dying because it no longer serves you. You can have massive ego deaths, which I have had. And you can have smaller ego deaths that are not as challenging to work through. And basically, it's your new energy just asking to completely release that old Part of you, Those old energies that make up your personality, make up patterns, make up the ways that you think or that you are, right? Releasing them fully from your being because they are on a completely different vibrational level and they do not serve you any longer. So the ego death part of it was really hard. If anyone's been through an ego death, that shit is painful. It is painful. It is just nonstop sobbing. I felt this like little child energy within me throwing a tantrum. I was yelling in this energy. It just, it it didn't want to be released, but it finally let go. And what I learned from all of it was that if I were to continue the way that I was in my 20s, I would continue to fall into patterns dating the same type of people and i looked back at a lot of the patterns of casual relationships you know deep romantic relationships um, or long-term relationships and it's a very similar pattern and we don't need to go into like so much deep detail (laughs) but it's a very similar pattern that i see in my dating history and so being able to release that and becoming aware of what that pattern is, and what aspects of self were holding on to that pattern and and attracting that pattern, mirroring that pattern back to me, becoming aware of that was so powerful because now I'm sitting here, and a, I felt so much lighter, like that agitation just fully went away, and there was just energetically and physically so much more spaciousness in my being, and I intuitively knew that this is tied, all of this is tied to to receiving. I was about to say to calling in my divine union, but um, I'm actually, um, I'll get into that later. I'm not calling in this divine union because I know that it's going to happen in divine timing. It's going to happen when it's meant to, but you have to have the spaciousness to be able to receive something that's so much bigger than any old versions of yourself. And even Possibly bigger than where you're at currently, right? That's why it's important to continue to do this work. And I realized looking through the lens of my ego, I was, of course, frustrated. I was disappointed. I was overanalyzing. I was questioning everything. And so many things were going through my head. But after sitting with myself, like I was just, and putting my ego aside, I was so grateful, so grateful because. How powerful is that, that an interaction with a human being can help you move through what is being asked of you to be moved through, how another human being can provide you with the ability to create more spaciousness purely by just being themselves and you being in their presence I can't speak, you know, for him, if this is a contract, I'm sure it, the reunion or whatever you want to call it was meant to trigger something within him to, for him to work through. But everyone's in charge of where they're at currently in this life. And you can, you can take those things or you can leave those things. And that's, you know, his journey, but I found it to be so beautiful. And I had so much gratitude towards him and towards that experience that it really showed me that being in hermit mode, being by myself did wonders. I went so deep. I, I like I said, I went through a rebirth. I love who I am. I'm this completely new new person. But human interaction is so beautiful because of that experience that I just had. And I was like, you know what, Jacqueline? It's time to really start dating. And not to start dating With the mindset of falling into relationship, finding the one, right? It's dating to continue healing myself, to continue moving through what is being asked of me to be moved through. Because sitting across the table from someone or whatever the date looks like, being with another person is such a mirror and is such a trigger and that is a gift. So I said, "Okay, I'm ready." As painful as annoying as that was, I am ready because it also allowed me to show up fully as myself. I felt so confident, I felt so beautiful, I felt so sure of myself. I didn't have to hide anything and I was like I was impressed with myself. I was like, "Oh, shit. Like I yeah, I would date you. So I wanted to continue doing that more because again, it's having an experience that wasn't necessarily positive if we're looking in terms of what people typically go into dating to find. But the outcome of it was so beautiful because there was such growth that took place while also it allowed me to continue to embody this new version of self and the embodiment portion of this newfound energy. And I'm I'm sharing this with you because I'm sure all of you can relate. Right. Let's let's pause for a second. When you get out of a relationship, no matter if you have a season or self or not, and I invite everyone to have a season of self, if you haven't listened to the first episode I recorded, please go ahead and listen to it. A part of you dies, no matter what you choose to do after that relationship. If you choose to go right back on the dating apps or, you know, go and just have casual hookups or whatever it is, no judgment, do your thing. But a part of you dies along with that relationship. So when you're able to show up for yourself and the season of self, the healing work only allows you to step into an energy that is so much bigger, so much better, so much more beautiful, right? That's why it's important. But when a part of you dies and you're, and you're in this new energy, the embodiment of that new energy is so important. And being able to embody who you are as a newfound human being, (laughs) as a newfound energy, is a difficult part because I could sit here all day and share my stories and preach to you. But if I'm not authentically embodying who I am, it's going to fall on flat ears because there's going to be a part of me that that feels phony and that's something to just be very cognizant of is when you're embodying new energy you have to fully live in this new energy you have to fully be this new energy and going on dates and being out of your comfort zone will help you do that and that's what I realized it's like the more someone else asks me questions about myself or asks me uncomfortable questions or if I decide to go on a blind date and meet someone that I've never met like that's getting out of my comfort zone for me. And it's only going to allow the embodiment practice of who I truly am become more and more natural um, while also being able to trigger more things that need to be worked through. (sighs) So anyway, (laughs) that was an experience and it was beautiful. So before I jump into the next thing, pay attention, right? Pay attention to the people that you go on a date with pay attention to your triggers, pay attention to those aspects of self that may not be who you truly are anymore or pay attention to, oh, maybe I really love the way I talked about this or I felt really confident when I showed up in this way and I felt most like myself when we had a conversation about X, Y, Z or this partner is mirroring back to me all of the things that I thought I want in a man, but I, I, I actually don't, right? So when you go into it, Consciously, This is conscious dating. When you go into it with the intention to work on yourself, this is still having a season of self, but we're no longer in hermit mode. We're allowing other humans to be a part of our journey. When you go into dating consciously, all of these beautiful experiences will fall on your lap, some harder than others, some more difficult to digest because it's going to be triggering than others, some more expansive than others. And that's why humans in general are so beautiful. It's such a gift to be sitting across the table from another human, getting to know their soul. No matter if it's going to continue to be a second date, continue to be a friendship, or one and done, and that's it. You'll always have something to bring back home with you when you're conscious about it. And I love that so much. So it completely changed my view on where I thought I was at. After that date, I was like, Okay, I'm done. Like, I'm not ready for this. But then I moved through what needed to be moved through, and it was so eye opening because it was like, no, I am ready for this. Like, I love this. I want to continue. Which brings me to my next thought, and that's the dating apps. If you listen to the first episode, I was like, I hate the dating apps. Absolutely not. And I still don't like dating apps, but I made a hinge profile. <laughs> and I had to sit with it because what I found was there was just a lot of judgment on my end being I judged myself full transparency I judged myself for being on this app because I am a firm believer that people should be more open to one another, just humans in general, to starting conversations, to getting to know, you know, the person they're sitting next to in a coffee shop or on a plane. And I I do try my best to get out of my comfort zone and and try to get to know a stranger. But at the end of the day, it's, it's hard to do, especially with the use of technology. So there was a lot of judgment that I had to move through. And I just said, you know what? Let me see what this is all about. I haven't been on a dating app since I was... I don't know, 25, 26 years old. And I went on and it was everything that I thought. Like it's just casually scrolling, looking at pictures. You can't feel anyone's energy. It's nice because you can like make a voice note or have videos. So I, at the end of the day, long story short, I'm being open to the dating apps just to see if there's anyone that catches my interest that. I feel called to meeting in person. I have yet to do it. I will, you know, keep you updated as my journey continues. But the reason why I mentioned it is because I am taking back all it, all the things that I said in the first episode because I'm on them right now. And like I said, I just had to move through the judgment and just be open. Is an easy way to meet more people if, if that's my intention. I have another date that's coming up from someone who I met years ago as well. I've met, a, met him one time years ago and we'll see. He reached out over Instagram and we'll see what that's all about. But I think it's so beautiful that people who you might have met in the past briefly can come back into your life and timing, when people say, you know, timing is everything, I truly believe that because the universe will conspire to put you in someone's life in divine timing for a reason. And it's the reason that us as humans don't know, and that's why I think it's beautiful just to be open-minded just to see what what it can be if it's a lesson, if it's meant to be a friendship or a business opportunity or something more. But as I move into this new mindset of being ready to date, I am still anchored in to my trust and my surrender that I fully know that my person, my divine king, my divine masculine, my divine partner, my divine union is out there. And we are both still very much going on or going through our own healing journeys, our own journeys that we're meant to work through right now. And the universe is conspiring to get us together when timing is is right. If you're in the space of wanting to look, right, you might not be fully moved into that energy of trust and surrender. That's okay. It takes time to get there. I completely understand. But maybe change your intention. If you're on the apps, maybe don't mindlessly scroll and spend hours upon hours on the app just looking for the hottest person, right? Be a little bit more conscious about it go outside of your comfort zone if someone might not look like the typical person that that you date, but their bio or the the voice note or whatever it is that they have on their profile interests you and you feel this energetic pull towards them, maybe give it a chance. But give it a, give it a chance in a way where there are zero expectations tied to finding the one zero expectations tied to having a relationship. Make it about you still because whenever we are single, it's such a gift because we're not going to be single forever. And it's such a gift to be in the season to have that relationship fully with yourself. There's nothing more beautiful than that. And yeah, it gets lonely at times, but when you, when you love yourself It's so fulfilling. It's so fulfilling. So maybe setting the intention to only having experiences that help you get to know yourself more, that allow you to heal deeper, and that allow you to create more spaciousness for what it is that you truly want. And if that's you sitting with yourself and doing the deep work, like the shadow work, the energy work, Beautiful. I live for it. I love it. I invite you to do all of that. But if you're not there, and it's more of a conscious level healing, that's beautiful as well. Going on a date, meeting different men—it's only going to bring you closer to you know what it is that you want. And this is so important to understand. And I'm going to dive into all of the manifestation stuff because I just feel really called to talking about it. But what I found recently after my breakup and having this intuitive download of my partner is here. My partner exists and it's going to happen in divine timing. I know that, like I've said a hundred times, I know that in my heart of hearts. I know that on in my soul. I know it's going to be big and I'm preparing myself for that. Which leads me to manifestation because a lot of the times we as women, love to manifest our partner. We love to make our list and call in this partner that we so deeply desire. And I'll tell you something. I manifested the shit out of my last partner down to, I'll give you like down to everything to the point where I was like, what? I (laughs) I said he works in finance. I said he wears suits to work every day. And I said his, the, the ethnicity of him as well that I called in. And I was like, holy shit. Like everything on that list was presented to me from the universe. Here you go. Silver platter. What that list was missing was a lot of the spiritual, a lot of the emotional, a lot of the parts of a relationship that... Are the foundation of a relationship this was and look i'm not like so superficial there was there were other aspects to that list as well um like communication trust all of those things were tied to that list too so uh, it's, it wasn't just all superficial but i'm just giving you the details so you can see like how manifestation can be so powerful and so like a wtf moment but what I realized that was, you know, that, re- that list took place in when I was 29 years old and I was nowhere in my spiritual journey back then than where I am right now. I'm much further along and what I was shown, just give me a minute because I, I want to make sure this comes through really clearly. <sighs> what I was shown that when we manifest We typically manifest from from our ego. We make our list. We put down all of the aspects that we desire in a partner uh, that's that's coming from our ego, that's coming from a conscious level. And that's beautiful, right? I think as humans, we are entitled (laughs) to have the awareness of the things that, that we want. But the most important thing about manifestation when you are on this spiritual journey, when you are healing yourself, when you consider yourself a spiritual being, and this goes back to the trust and the surrender, is that there are aspects to your soul, there are aspects to yourself that you are not even aware of. That God, that the universe understands right? So you are pretty much cutting yourself short when you make those lists. When you fully move into the trust and the surrender and you are embodying this new version of self, right? This is where the embodiment comes. This is where the embodiment is so important. You are going to receive someone, Who is very much on the same vibrational level and it might look different than the bullet points on your list but that's okay right because if you trust that the universe is give universe is giving you someone that is divinely meant for you it's not going to be cut short it's going to be so much bigger and so much better than anything you've ever imagined So I truly don't feel called to manifest my next partner. I feel like I have a very good understanding of who I deserve and who I want. And I feel like I am very rooted and grounded and anchored in into all of those aspects that what I'm being asked for is to just surrender to what is coming. Because if I continue to just jot down the things on paper, I know for a fact that I would be cutting myself short again, because there are things that I've never experienced before from a partner that I already intuitively know I want, but I just can't, like, I can't consciously put my finger on it. Like, I don't know what it is. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. So I think we have to be a little bit more aware of when we manifest, especially when we manifest a partner. Because if we make those lists and we believe, and we're powerful manifestors, like if you're tapped into that frequency, like you will get what you put on that list. So be careful because you could be cutting yourself short. I'm not against the list. I think if, you, if a list is, is your way of communicating and understanding what it is that you want, then go ahead. But the most important part is to really just anchor into that trust and that surrender of, okay, I am ready for the universe to give me my divine partner. And it might look different than I consciously think I want. But I know that the universe or God understands my soul And my higher self in a way that I am not tapped into. And they will deliver what is for me in my greatest and highest good. And I think it allows this process of being able to stay in that trust and that surrender so much easier, so much easier. And it's beautiful. So, just to wrap up everything we journeyed through today. I'm now in the season and the belief that dating and dating consciously is incredibly powerful. And it is a very powerful powerful part to the journey of self growth, of self healing, of self discovery and of expansion. Meeting other people, meeting other humans, having these beautiful energetic exchanges, these beautiful conversations with other humans, there's nothing like it because we came down here to earth to have a human experience. And we are meant to be around other humans because they're mirrors for us and they're going to help you. They're going to help you grow. They're going to help you heal. And when you go into dating with that mindset it's going to be so beautiful for you. It's a complete mindset shift. Because if you start to go into dating with the openness and the trust and the intention of just being reflected back all the things that are meant for you, whether to things that you're meant to work on, to move through, to receive. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And it allows you to kind of put this pressure to the side for yourself and for the person that you're going on a date with because you shouldn't have expectations. Expectations are just the recipe for disappointment. You should never have expectations. And we just inherently do when we start dating, especially if you love love, right? You you want, you can women get crazy. And I am, trust me, I am one of those women where like you will meet someone and then you'll start imagining and envisioning your entire life together. And it's like, whoa, hold on a second. I just met this person. Like, I don't even know if I actually like them. And I'm already picturing what our life can look like in our heads. Like, I know other women do this as well. I'm I'm not fully crazy, but that's where those expectations come into play. And it's like, just let that go. Let that go. Be in the now. Sit there and say, what can you show me that I need to know for right now? What can you show me that's going to help me on my ascension journey? What can you show me that's going to allow me to create the spaciousness within me to further receive you, right? If that's what this is meant to be, or to receive someone else. And that is powerful. And now I'm excited, like even talking about this, like I said, I'm like still integrating everything. And this was a big part of that integration process for me. But like, I'm so excited right now because I just started this dating journey. I had one date, I have one coming up. And we'll see, like I said, I'm on, I'm on the apps or on an app if anything comes from it. But I am making the intention for myself to be more open to men. I have been very closed off like consciously and energetically I can feel myself passing like a good-looking guy on the strand when I go for a walk and being like ooh closing off my energy <laughs> cuz I just wasn't ready but now it's like I'm walking with an open heart my shoulders like my really good posture my heart expanding to actually physically be seen as I'm ready to receive but energetically being open to receive and if I someone catches my eye I will go and I will say hello if I'm sitting at a coffee shop since I, you know, work from home anyway. I will make the intention to meet people because as someone who is single, as someone who's new to an area, especially as someone who doesn't have many friends because a lot of the friends I had were tied to my ex, it's difficult. It can get lonely and now I'm, I'm ready and I love who I am and if uh, if people don't receive me, then that's okay. I don't believe in rejection. I think everyone has their own unique energetic signature. I think everyone sits at a certain vibration. So if someone doesn't receive me, it's for a reason. And they're probably not on the same vibratory plane as I'm on. And that's totally okay. Don't ever take rejection personally. Like it's, it's, not, it's not necessary at all. And if you do, sit with it. Sit with it because it's, it's it goes deep. Rejection can go deep, and it's a shadow that I invite you to work through. Because to not take rejection personally is inc- is so powerful, and it will just skyrocket your confidence. I, I can tell you that. But like I said, I'm ready to put myself out there, and I'm excited for it. And I think that I still have work to do to, if you know, I keep getting the intuitive hit of that what's coming in is big for me. I know there's there's more work to be done. And I invite those mirrors, those triggers into my field through other humans, predominantly through men that I'm going on dates with, so I can continue making space for what's meant for me and i invite you all to do the same. I invite you all to do the same because i think having this newfound mindset about dating is going to be so powerful for you and be be conscious of it. Like if you vibe with this episode, set that intention and then watch the shift take place. The shift within yourself when you're on a date, the shift within yourself after the date, and the shift within yourself overall. I'm sure you'll feel a lot less pressure, a lot less anxiety, a lot less of the energetics of looking for something. And manifestations come in right at the moment when we're not looking. They always come in when we're like I don't need it. I don't need it. So shift your focus. You don't need the relationship. You don't need to be to meet the one right now. Right? you don't need it. It will happen when it's supposed to. Put yourself out there, be open-minded, set intentions for each and every date that you go on. And these intentions too, this is another interesting thing that's coming through that I think wants to be shared. I thought we were wrapping up here, but I guess not. Intentions can be really powerful for going on a date. If you have the intention of, I want to go into this date, with becoming more connected to a side of me that I still find really hard to show off, to be seen in. And for a lot of us, I think maybe that could be like spirituality. A lot of the people listening to this podcast, I'm sure you have a spiritual side. But some of us aren't fully embodied in that in that spirituality. And maybe that's an intention. You want to share a part of something about you that shows that man across the table, like that you're spiritual, pick something to talk about and to share with them and see how they receive it and see how that feels in your body. If you want to go into the date with the intention to feel more attracted, to feel this energy of passion. Set the intention for that date and see how that feels in your body. But it's setting the intention for something that's going to benefit you without any expectations of how they're going to receive it. Play around with it. This can be fun. And like, I feel bad if men are listening to this, you are going to be like, okay, so now women are saying yes to me to go on a date, not to actually see if they want to be with me, but to further heal themselves and dive deeper into their shadows it's okay. Men aren't, aren't listening to this podcast anyway. Um, I don't think, but that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's going into the date with zero expectations. Obviously we date to find the one we date to tap into the energy of love, the energy of romance, the energy of passion. That's the point of connecting with the opposite sex, but it can go deeper than that. It can be a way, again, to just continue to heal yourself and to continue with the season of self without having to be in hermit mode. And that's exactly where I'm at. So if you're right here with me, I love this for you. I Like I always say, I'm right alongside you, sister, because it's the truth. Like I am fully going through it. I'm fully going through this journey and I am here to talk about it. And I will make the promise with you to share more as things continue to transpire in my field. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you received what was exactly meant for you. And until next time, I love you. I love you. I love you. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning into The Worthiness Codes podcast. Part two to this episode, which is the meditation and light code transmission, will be up next week. Set time aside for yourself to drop in with me as this is powerful work. I promise your soul will thank you. You can follow The Worthiness Codes podcast on Instagram at The Worthiness Codes, as well as me personally at Jacqueline Francis. Please subscribe to this show. I am here to serve. send any questions, comments, or topic requests my way so I can be of service. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'll see you next time. Bye.